Welcome to the podcast of Maranatha Ministries. I'm Rick Frank, Senior Pastor of Maranatha, and I pray you'll be blessed by today's message. You can access all of our church information by going to our website at www.mmchurch.com or on all social media by searching at mmchurch. And now be blessed by listening to today's message. I am reading from Matthew chapter 14. If you have your Bible, you can turn there with me or you can look up on the screen here. Matthew 14, I'm beginning with verse 22. These are the verses I've been using for the past couple of weeks. I hope to finish this message up today. The Bible says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And thank you, Pastor Jameson, for that wonderful rendition of I am blessed. And all you singers, man, what a great job. What a great job. Hallelujah. All right, where was I? I'll start over. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, I just want to throw out, there are just some times we need to get rid of the crowd and get alone with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Sent the multitudes away. When he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the water. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Verse 27 says, But immediately the Lord Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And so he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. I want to um, point out verse number 28 here of Matthew chapter 14. The Bible says, Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Which to me is a strange request. Strange request. I probably would have said, if it's really you, calm the storm. Probably you would have too. He said, if that's you, command me to come to you on the water. And so I want to uh, preach to you today part three of the trouble with following Jesus. And I'm subtitling this one, Peter's Strange Request. Peter's strange request. Can we pray together? Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your blessings, your goodness, your mercy, your truth, the wonderful spirit of God that we feel today in this place. I pray that you will touch our hearts, open our understanding, and let us hear the spirit of God and feel the spirit of God and hear the word of God preach to us that it might get into our hearts and minds and transform our lives. I pray in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. God bless you. You can be seated. How about we give Jesus one more hand clap of praise together, magnify him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Praise God. I may even think that's a strange request. <clears throat> I think it's a strange request. You're, you're serious trouble, all kinds of problems. Jesus shows up. Normally, you would think you'd ask him to fix the problem. Peter does not do that. He asks, if that's really you, have me come out of this boat and walk on the water to you. And uh, to me, that's a strange request. But I want to I um, give Peter the benefit of the doubt here and explain something about Peter here, okay? Peter already knew that no matter what he thought, he knew Jesus could do the supernatural, now, the reason he knew that is because of what he had just experienced the day before. And if you were following these sermons for the past couple of weeks, you know that just prior to this happening, Jesus had fed the multitudes. He fed um, upwards to 20,000 people. The Bible says he fed 5,000, but it says he fed 5,000 men. And uh, realistically, he, they, with the women and children, the Bible says, men with the women and children. So the, historians tell us and people smarter than me tell us that there was upwards to fifteen to 20,000 people he fed on five loaves of bread and two fish. That's what he fed 20,000 people on. Peter saw that. Now let me just real quickly explain to you one more time what Peter did indeed see when this happened because... Peter, Jesus said to them, feed them, and I'm not going to re-preach the message, but I do need to get you up to speed so you'll know why Peter's thinking the way he's thinking here today. Uh, Peter said, look at it, we've got five loaves of bread and two fish, what is that among 20,000 people? And Jesus said, let me show you what that is. <laughs> Put that into my hands, it's plenty. And he started breaking bread, and he said, now you take it and you feed them, and they took it and they fed them 20,000 people, and then when they were done feeding 20,000 people, the Bible said they had 12 basketfuls left over. They had more left over than when they began. Let me tell you something, if you will put your life into the hands of Jesus Christ, you will have more left over than what you're starting out with. Yeah. Leftovers are better than what you got now. Yeah. Praise God. All right. So I said all that to say this, Peter saw the power of Jesus' words. When Jesus said, you feed them, and Peter turns around and feeds them, Peter recognized that the power was not in him, it was in Jesus telling me what to do. The power was in him saying, you feed them. And since he said, you feed them, I was able to feed them because he said so. All this stuff's happening in Peter's head and he gets it. And so when Peter now is out in the midst of a storm, and I've already preached this, I'm not going to re-preach it, but don't think just because you're in the will of God that you're not going to have a storm. All right? He's in the midst of a storm doing what Jesus told him to do, which was to get in the boat. They're in the midst of the storm now. Peter looks out, and they see Jesus coming. Now, everybody thought it was a, was a ghost. They didn't know what was going on. They're in trouble. They're dying here, and they see this figure walking on the water, and they said, it's a spirit. It's a ghost. And, and, and we, I'm not going to re-preach this because I said this the last couple of weeks, but Jesus said, have no fear. It is I. I probably would have said, thank God. Would you please come over here and stop this storm? Would you? We're safe. Jesus is here. Everything's good. Come on aboard. Not Peter. Peter says, if that's really you, <laughs> then tell me 
to come to you walking on the water. And Jesus said, come on. Listen, you need to be careful what you pray for. You need to make sure you know when you're praying this is what you really want. Because Jesus just might give you what you're asking for. All right? And he said, if that's really you, bid me come walk to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. Let me tell you something that I believe. I'm try- I tried to put myself in the heads of these people. These are real stories. These aren't, th- this isn't fiction. Th- these are real stories. This really happened. Peter really looked out when he thought his ship was going to sink. And he really saw Jesus. And he really said, if that's you, bid me come to you walking on the water. And I'm going to try to figure out Peter's brain. And I'm going to tell you what I think he must have been thinking. Because if there's any and logic at all to a question like that, it has to be this. I would rather be on a stormy sea with him than in a ship without him. I would rather be letting go of all of my securities and be with him in the midst of a storm and waves and crashing and white caps than to be inside this ship and not have him here with me. Hallelujah. And I think that's what Peter was doing. I think that's what he said. He wanted God to help him, and the only way to do that is get out of this boat and get with him. We look for God to take our problems away, don't we? How many of you ever prayed, Lord, take, fix this? Take this issue away. Solve this problem. We want Jesus to give us a life of peace. Peter didn't ask him to take the problem away. Peter asked him to give him the strength to walk on his problem. Hmm? He didn't say, take this storm away. He said, give me the power to conquer the storm. I think sometimes we're praying wrong. I think we're asking God to solve our problem, fix this, take care of that, when really we need to have the strength to go through our storm so that we can turn around to someone else and say, look what God can do. Listen, this ain't in my notes, but it's good anyway. This isn't about you. This is about how you can help someone else. This is about what God can do through you so you can turn around and say, let me tell you what God can do for you in your circumstance. We want God to fix everything. You would think that after a few steps on the water, Peter would have this thing conquered. He got out of the boat. Here I go, Here I go again. If you're watching online, I'm probably going to step out of camera view. You should have been in church. <laughs> Peter steps out of the boat. Let me tell you something about stepping out of the boat. First of all, I'm just going to humanize this, okay? If that's really you, bid me come to you on the water. Come on. Be careful what you pray for. Be careful what you pray for, because you might get it. If that's really you, bid me come to you on the water. Come on. So Peter steps out of the boat. Now listen, how many of you tried to walk by faith? How many of you ever tried to step out by faith? How many have ever stepped out by faith while hanging on to to fact? (laughs) Huh? 
I'm going to personalize this because I think this is, might have been how it would have went. If that's really you, bid me to come to you walking on the water. Come on. You prayed for it, here it is. Out I go. I got a feeling he felt it a little bit. It's holding me up, guys. <laughs> this, is, this is working. <laughs> How goes the other foot? Now listen to me. I can almost guarantee you, I wasn't there. I look old enough to possibly have been there, but I'm, I wasn't there. I can guarantee you that he kept a hand on that boat while he got further and further away until finally he got to the point where it's either totally let go or totally get back in. You've got to make up your mind who you're going to serve. Choose you this day who you will serve. If God be God, serve him. If God is not God, serve Baal. But choose what you're going to... You're going to get in the boat or you're going to get out of it. Choose! Make up your mind what you're going to do with your life. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So there came a time when Peter was going to have to let go of the boat, which he did, and started walking towards Jesus. And you know the story. He started to sink. I don't know about you, but when I put myself in this story, I would expect, maybe I won't finish this today, maybe we'll finish it next week, we'll see. I'm just going to preach today. You would think that when I finally stepped out by complete faith, and I have stepped onto the water with both feet, and I have let go of the boat, that the waves would stop and I would be rewarded for my faith. But it didn't. <laughs> In fact, Peter looked around like he's seeing it for the first time. Man, look at the storm out here. I thought it would be calm. How many of you thought Jesus was going to solve everything? How many of you came to church because you were looking for an answer to your problem? How many of you started living for God because you thought he was going to fix all the issues in your life? And you got into church and you're starting to serve God and it's not getting any better. And you wonder, what in the world am I even doing here? This didn't work. My friend, living for God isn't about for this life. If we live for this life only, we are of all men most miserable. We are not living for this life. We are living for that life. I'll walk on a stormy sea till the day I die if it'll get me to heaven. <laughs> Praise God. Secondly, I want to point out this. Jesus, if that's really you, bid me come to you walking on the water. Okay? Come on. You know, sometimes the storm you're in is the answer to the prayer you prayed. Got quiet in here. I said, sometimes the storm you're in is the answer to the prayer you prayed. Jesus, save me. Jesus, save my family. Jesus, help me. Jesus, I'm going to obey your voice. Jesus, I'll do whatever you say. 
And he said, get out of the boat. And so you got out of it and you left this world behind. And you walked away from the philosophies and the ideas of this world. And you opened up the good book and you began to read. And you began to apply it to your life. And guess what happened? The storm in your life kept raging. In fact, it's worse now because you've lost the security of the boat. So things what you thought were supposed to get better are not getting better. They're getting worse. And yet you are in the will of God. And people confuse circumstance with God's will. God's will's got nothing to do with circumstance. God's will's got to do with where you end up at the end of this life. And if I got to spend the rest of my life negotiating a stormy sea, I will negotiate the stormy sea, but I'm going to keep my eyes on the prize. Somebody needs to hear this today. Somebody's been struggling. Somebody's been worried. Somebody's been wondering what's going on in their life. Somebody's been doubting. Somebody's been questioning. I'm here to tell you, you cannot judge God's will by how calm the sea is. Praise God. Sometimes God's voice obeying it puts us right on the stormy sea. Is it any wonder that someone like the Apostle Peter, let me, let me tell you something. Some of the greatest lessons I have ever learned and some of the greatest sermons I have ever preached were born out of a stormy sea. Some of the greatest advice you've ever been able to give to anybody has been because of what you yourself walked through. Your ability to look at somebody and say, we can make it and I'll help you, is because you were there and you made it. And so is it any wonder that it was the Apostle Peter who penned these words, and not John, and not James, and not Luke, but Peter who penned these words, beloved, do not think it's strange concerning the fiery trial that is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. Why can Peter say that? Because I got out of the ship and I let go of the boat and the storm kept raging and I thought it was going to stop. And when it didn't, I started to sink and I thought Jesus was going to fix all of my problems and I thought everything was going to be good and it wasn't. And I'm here to tell you, don't think it's strange that you're walking through a fiery trial as though some strange things have happened. God is in the fire. And it gets you through it. If you hold on to him. Praise God. And just because you're on the stormy sea and you obeyed the voice of God doesn't mean that you won't falter along the way, now does it? Because we do. Circumstances throw us sometimes. And Peter began to sink. You hear me? He did begin to sink. He expected the storm to go away when he obeyed the voice of God, and it didn't. And so he started to sink in the storm. I wonder if there's anybody listening to me today that's starting to sink in the midst of your storm. And I'm here to tell you, if you are, cry out to Jesus. Don't go back to the boat. That boat's going down. 
That boat's not going to survive this storm. Cry out to Jesus. If you obeyed God's voice and now you're sinking, don't go back. I'm just telling you, as a pastor, I've seen people come into church. I've seen God do some great things. I've seen people in the midst of their storm come in and lay hold of Jesus Christ. I've seen the, the waves keep hitting them, and I've seen them decide He's not helping me, and they're off looking for something else. Stay in touch with Jesus. Just because you're in the will of God does not mean the stormy wind is not blowing. And no matter how much the Bible says not to lean to our own understanding, we still do sometimes. And Peter did. And just because we lean to our own understanding and begin to sink in the trouble, did he not begin to sink? Is anybody sinking today? Cry out to Jesus. Because listen to what the Bible says. I'm going to wrap this up here. Listen to what the Bible said. I'm not going to repeat the story, but you know. If that's you, then become aware. Out he goes. Let's go to the boat. Starts to, looks around. He says, this man, I'm doing it. Look at him. I'm, I'm, then he looks around and says, I can't, serve, I can't do this. And he starts sinking. And he cried out to Jesus. And he said, Lord, save me. I quote Matthew 14, 31. Listen carefully. And immediately... Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Why did you doubt? And when they got back into the boat, the wind ceased. I don't know how long it took Peter to cry out when he began, realized he was sinking. I don't know. But I do know this. You will not sink. You will not drown. No matter how long Jesus leaves you there, he will come when the immediate time is right for him to walk into your life. And let me wrap it up by saying this. Isn't it in these storms? Isn't it in these troubled seas? Isn't it when we're sinking and we're going under? and we have to cry out to God, isn't that where we really learn how to dig out our relationship with God? Haven't you had some of the best times in prayer when life was so hard, all you could do was cry out to God? Haven't you drawn closer to Him in the hardships and further away in the ease? Hasn't the hardships driven us to our knees? causes us to cry out to God. So the storms in our life come as I close with this verse. Psalm number 46. Listen to verse 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength. God is. And He is a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. That's a serious problem going on in life. When the mountains are being removed and thrown into the sea. Though its waters roar and foam from the white caps and the waves crashing. Though the mountains tremble at its swelling. 
The psalmist said, God is our refuge and strength. God is. We will not fear. And so I don't know where you are today. Maybe you're in the midst of a storm and you're all by yourself. Maybe you stepped out of the boat and nobody went with you. And you're out there, just you and Jesus. Jesus sees you. you. Hear me? Jesus sees you. He sees us. But the us is a group. Within that group, he sees you. One on one. Sometimes we're afraid of what he might ask us to do, aren't we? Come on out of that boat. But he's waiting for you to call on him. And maybe, he's, maybe you've already called on him and he's asked you to do something you're not too sure about. He asked you to get out of the boat. Let go of what you depend upon. Trust him. Maybe you actually already got out of the boat. And maybe you looked around and realized nothing got any better. And now I've even lost the security of my boat. Maybe you're learning to stop leaning on your own understanding. And in all your ways, acknowledge Him. Because you've been drowning in your own understanding. Your own understanding just is causing you to sink. Maybe it's time to lift up your eyes, as David said, unto the hills from whence cometh my strength. So I close, close today by simply saying, no matter where you are, call out to Jesus. Call out to Jesus. Let's stand together. Thank you for listening to the Maranatha Ministries podcast. If this message touched you, please make sure to subscribe for more sermons from Pastor Frank and the ministry team here at Maranatha, as well as follow us on our social media platforms. We are located in Schenectady, New York, and if you are in the area, we invite you to join us during our weekly Sunday service starting at 10.30 a.m. We look forward to you joining us again next week for another anointed message. Thank you, and God bless.